0: Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett and after our last episode about StarCraft, we decided to jump back in and share our experience. So Walker, we played some StarCraft. What happened? How did we get here?
1: Yeah man I uh you know we recorded that episode for this the the Blizzard series and talked all about Starcraft and then you were were already watching um the streamer named Winter. It's yeah. a a Starcraft streamer. And I think you had played maybe within the last year a little bit and then but we're really just kind of into this this dude and so you had suggested me to me that I I check him out and uh and I did and He's got several different series of videos. Like he's got like Bronze League Heroes, where he, he commentates on really low-level play, which is pretty good. He does pro games. But then he's also got this Angry Coach series. And the Angry Coach series, people actually pay him <laughs> to berate them, uh, live on his stream, and then he posts those clips to YouTube as well. And I don't know, it's just it's super it's super entertaining and very funny. And anyway, on one of these Angry Coach streams, he said the, the player had made a bunch of mistakes, and then at the end, they, they quit when they actually still were de- very much in the game. And so in his review of their play, he was like, you forgot X, you forgot Y, you forgot Z, and you also forgot to not be a punk because you quit too soon. And even though that didn't actually have anything to do with me, because <laughs> I'm just watching, um, I kind of felt like he was challenging me. Because in watching, I kind of wanted to play ladder, but I was kind of scared because... Starcraft 2 is very stressful and can be very challenging, and so upon him calling that dude a punk, I felt as if I had been called punk uh, so I, I dove in and started playing and then I had another buddy who started with me that night, and then I think I hit you up and we're like, hey man, we're back in we gotta go, so yeah, I,
0: I remember in the beginning being very much so against because uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, I watch, I love watching professional games and uh, you know, I probably jump back in usually like once a year for maybe half an hour or not half an hour, but like a week or two. Right. Sure. And, and could kind of jump back in and watch some pro matches, see what's up in Starcraft and then usually move on to whatever else I find on YouTube or whatever. And, and when I, when I found winter, um, you know, I really started getting into the, the bronze like heroes. I thought that stuff was hilarious. I thought his show matches that he sets up are great. And he's just got a really fun, like attitude and and he makes you know live memeing and and great puns and stuff i thought it was really hilarious but i was just i was just watching right Mm -hmm. and and you kind of poked me and were like hey you play some starcraft i'm like "Ah, i don't know and you're like i got another friend Mm -hmm. we could have like a three-person thing and i was like well there's a chance i'm better than one of them so maybe (laughs) (laughs) and i was like all right you know i'll play and you know how these things go like i you and I both are kind of similar in like we'll hop back in, play a game, especially a game that we've already played before a week, maybe two weeks, and then done. Mm-hmm. And and especially with competitive play, I'm I'm not a competitive person. I'll play a couple like with friends, but I usually don't compete online. And at first, like I remember the episode that you're talking about with the with the the anchor be a punk or whatever, right? <laughs> and when I saw that. I laughed cause I wasn't, I had no intention of playing. So I didn't feel called out. I was like, yeah, don't be a punk. Get in ladder, dude. Like whatever. Like I'm not trying to get better. I'm not paying money to, to give this guy my review to like, like look over. And so I didn't feel called out until you called me out. And you're like, <laughs> cause you told me that you told me that story. You're like, I felt like a punk. And I was like, so you're like, so now I'm gonna play, and now I want you to play, and I'm like, well, I know I'm not a punk, and you're like, you're yeah. a punk if you don't play. <laughs> I don't and I'm like, think I'd oh. that. No, you didn't. You did But I, but I felt that if because yeah. now all of a sudden Winter's words right burned me via you, <laughs> dude. The the
1: stress of Starcraft is real though because he said that, and I felt that, and my other buddy who was here also was like, yeah, I feel like we have to play. And he started playing first. And so I wanted to watch, you know, him jump into ladder or whatever. So I'm watching him. And I I actually continued to get more and more stressed out watching him because I knew that it was gonna be my turn soon. And I just <laughs> kept wanting him to play because I was just like, no, and then I was like, Oh god, I'm still being a punk, oh no. And <laughs> finally I pulled the trigger. Yeah. But <laughs>
0: Well, and then, Uh, so, so then you convinced me to play, and I was like, well, I'll just play a few custom games and then I'll probably end up in the arcade or something,
1: you know, mm -hmm. whatever.
0: So, yeah, you you know, and, and I, I was like, I'll play a couple custom matches and then end end up in the arcade and be done with StarCraft again, you know? And I, I had it installed because actually I had been picking up some stuff on, so like Twitch Prime, Amazon Prime, right? Mm -hmm. Getting, there were some free stuff packs for StarCraft. um, But most of the stuff got unlocked just by watching Twitch streamers. So I like set Twitch up in the background and let it unlock a bunch of my XP for that stuff. And claimed a couple of like heroes and stuff. So it was already installed. So I didn't have that as an excuse of like, oh, it's a 60 gig download. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'll just play a couple, you know, maybe I'll replay the campaign and then I'll be done with it. And ended up... Getting, you know, you and me and your friend were doing some some really fun round robin stuff in in custom matches where, you know, everybody got to play two games in a row, win or lose. You played against the other two people and then you basically would spectate one game and then Mm. play two and spectate one. And so you were always more in rotation than you were spectate. It was, it didn't matter, not like winner stays or loser stays or anything, which I thought was really good way to do it. Like I I was like, why haven't more of my friends played games like this? But (laughs) (laughs) it's usually winner stays and the best person stays for like 30 matches. Right. But, and, and it, you know, there was, we also did something that was really interesting where we were coaching each other Mm -hmm. because the spectator gets to watch the match. And after the match, we would just all kind of sit down and talk like what did the winner do right and do wrong what did the loser do right and do wrong what did the spectator see that neither of the other two players knew you know like Mm -hmm. and and that started giving me the confidence to be like well because we played probably 20 or 30 games over the course of a a few days Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm starting to feel like i think i'd placed in ladder but i was like not really like i don't really want to going further than placing but after playing those games and getting coached i could see myself getting better i was making fewer of the same mistakes we were all getting better we were all like just in a few days you could see the difference between our builds and and i like starting to watch winter like more carefully like trying to learn from it Mm -hmm. and watching my own replays and i was like okay i'm getting confident let's go play some ladder and i was actually like holy crap, this is intense. This is intense. <laughs> and, like, win or lose, I, I I would walk out to my wife and my hands would be shaking, and I'm like, this is what this game does to me.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: but it was also, like, when like winning was so exhilarating.
1: Yeah. It wasn't
0: just like, eh, yeah, I want a match. It was like, no, I had to fight tooth and nail, and I won. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, like, when I lost, I would... I don't usually, like... I play a lot of single player games. So losing doesn't make me want to throw my controller across the screen, but I wanted to punch my keyboard. <laughs> and, and I was just like, this is, I don't, I shouldn't play this. I get too mad. I'm like, yeah, but, but maybe if next time I win, right. <laughs> and that, that like carrot versus stick thing. And I don't know. It's got me, it's got me hooked. This, this has been probably the longest competitive game. Outside of friend circles, like playing Halo and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I've gotten into for a long time.
1: Yeah, for me, it's definitely I mean, I, I so, you know, Starcraft two came out, uh, I don't know, 10, nine years ago, 2010. So yeah. um, I played so it's had you know, three versions, Wings of Liberty was the original, then Heart of the Swarm was the second or well, first expansion, second version, and then Legacy of the Void was the final one. And that's right. where we're in currently. I played, I think we counted the other day, I played like 13 seasons or something in in Heart of the Swarm. Oh, wow. But now the seasons are just a third of the year. And I think back then the seasons were much shorter. So I don't, I don't know. But it was spread out over a couple year period. Um but either way, yeah. I mean, so I've definitely played a lot of StarCraft at different points, but it's been several years since I've played at this point. And I I bought Legacy of the Void when it came out, but I only played the campaign and I didn't even touch multiplayer. Um and I agree with you, man. It it's it's interesting how how exhilarating the game can be, and I think it's because it's the only game that for me at least like it's, it, it takes everything I have, and I'm still not good. You yeah, know what no, I mean?
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree. I'm still – I am fighting tooth and nail to get out of Gold 1 and into plat, And I almost made it the other night, and then this morning I had two losses in a row and just <laughs> – and I wanted – I think I, I legit remember thinking to myself, like, I kind of want to cry. Like, it's it's making me this emotional. Like, the highs are the greatest highs that I have had in a video game, Yeah. where I am like, I finish a match, and I literally like jump up and throw both of my hands in the air, and I'm like, yes! And I like stamp around, and I have a victory lap. Like, I just scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl because I beat a Terran who Battlecruiser rushed me, you know? Mm -hmm. like And I'm like, I did it! Take your cheese and suck it! Mm -hmm. Like, I am amazing! And then when I lose, I just want to throw my computer to the ground and be like zerg's the hardest race everybody <laughs> else has it easy god why right but i, I know deep down that it's me like right. it's not my teammates it's not because there are none you know right. it's not uh the balance because the balance is there it's not anything it's it's either my opponent is just better than me which have been some games mm-hmm. or I just did things wrong, which I mean is why the other people would be better than me. Sometimes I can feel like that person's not better than me, and I just walked up a ramp into siege tanks when I should have known right. better. And I really right. would have just won that game because I wa- I knew better than to do that. You know, sometimes it's that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's um. It's 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 just it's it's surprising how how sucked in you can get to it. And it's funny because you and I have had, and we might've talked about this in the Blizzard series, but um, when we were kids, like the way that we played RTSs (laughs) is very different than the way that a person plays competitive Starcraft. Right. Um, The way that, like my, the way that I think I like to play RTSs is like build the base and build some guys and go fight. And like, but it's not this like you know maximum efficiency. Like, are you how oh, many actions no. are you taking, and how many how many effective actions are you taking? It's
0: it's big game hunters with infinite money. Right. That's right. the way we. That's like at least that's the way I used to play, and that's on right. all all my strategy games. We played like Red Alert and and, right. and Conquer with custom maps that have like mm-hmm. infinite money and big giant late game armies and no rush ten minutes with like custom maps that would build walls that would vanish that like you couldn't get (laughs) out of you could not leave your base right and and yeah and that's not how it's really played and playing Mm. it in this like the actual like actual laddering it's so there's so much more thought Mm -hmm. and and it has it's rapid fire thought you are all the time making these tiny decisions that make these big impacts yeah. And it it's like speed chess, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I suck at speed chess too. I can play mm-hmm. regular chess decently, but I have to be able to think my moves out and I and you can't. It's real-time strategy. It's not a turn-based game. You've got to go go go. And it's just it's so much it's so much more than any other even a lot of other competitive games, especially like 1v1 games, right? Like there's cuz there's something to be said for the amount of complexity in something like a Dota or a League of Legends, there's or an Overwatch, there's a lot that goes into you know, team composition mm-hmm. and ability matchups and pairs and comboing off of each other to perform certain actions. And and that's all a lot of depth in those games, but there's that level of depth in just a 1v1 game.
1: Where right. you've got
0: that much complexity, but it's you it, it would be like a 3v3 dota match but you control all three heroes right and at once simultaneously and still being like that's the amount of things that you at least i feel that you have to be doing all of the time to keep up in a starcraft match
1: well and, and the thing that i like about it though is is to your point because it's 1v1 it takes away a lot of the reasons that that i and most of the people that i'm aware of get mad in the team games like in the team games you know, go play any round of League of Legends, and if it's not you, then someone on your team will be accused of throwing.
0: Right. And somebody's go... feeding and somebody's carrying.
1: Right. And that's and that's just the way that everyone looks at it. And in StarCraft, just not there. There's just not those other reasons. And so it's just nice because it helps you to be able to understand or to, to feel more responsible, which on the loss side can be, to your point, very devastating. But <laughs> on the win side... You know that it was because you played well. And so, like you were also talking about, you know, when I play, I've played a ton of Overwatch. So, when I play Overwatch, I don't really know for sure how well my play is improving from game to game. A, there's no replay system, which is insane. Yeah. But, but B, I also don't fully understand exactly where all my teammates are supposed to be and if it was did I make the right play or or was I in the right play if everyone else was making the, or the right spot if everyone else was doing the right thing but since they weren't in the right spot now I'm supposed to shift my play to accommodate that Right, like
0: I need to flank now or right you know, and maybe I I'm watch from behind
1: or right and maybe I shouldn't ideally but because they're not filling an appropriate role now you know it's not happening
0: well and there was a conversation earlier we said which and of course i know overwatch isn't as much this but i think it still applies that you know a lot of first person shooters it's really just about you know are you clicking on people's heads right and that's that's you that's the at least you know where overwatch there's a lot more to it but still 60 percent of it is are you efficiently clicking on the bad guys and reloading yeah you know and
1: it's just well, it just like well, and so I guess what I was going to to kind of conclude with is just that in in StarCraft, like you said, within the week of playing, you can see your own personal game has improved. You can see that improvement, and you can oh, yeah. feel that that sense of of getting better. Whereas an Overwatch or, or something like that, you know, again, maybe maybe you could see that, but I think it's harder because you're not able to see the tangible results. Yeah, in you definitely quite the same don't way. get
0: as like. You don't get as much, like you said, of feedback. You can't see... The most you could get would be like... Because, um, I mean, there was some of that when I played Paladins, which would be like your your hit percentage of how many of the shots you took connected, right? Right. Which, that still isn't really... That's not your whole skill. And in StarCraft, there's a lot of graphs and charts just within the base game without even using something like SC2 replay stats or mm-hmm. SC2 replays yeah. That that's just really breaks down your game even in just the core game the the replays and the graphs at the end of every match and showing where your opponent took more economic advantage or you can see when the graphs both dip, that was a big engagement and who came out of that engagement on top and did they capitalize on it you know or who
1: recovered appropriately right. best from that engagement you exactly know? Who, whose army value went back up first
0: and then just going and actually watching the game even like when i lose i'll go watch my opponents what did they do that i didn't Right, and I'll I see. Oh, they took a, a macro hatch when I crushed their third, and I thought I was up, and I didn't. And after they counterattacked me, I didn't have the larva to rebuild my army, and they did. Right, and I was like, I probably should have built a macro hatch, or maybe I should have threw some banelings in, or something like. I, there's a lot of people that go on the forums, or even in some of our discussions we've talked, where you know, a lot of people blame other races for having it easy and it to some instances that's true but it, overall i would say it's not because you know the pro matches show that it's pretty even across the board right. you know but you can blame and just like in an overwatch or a dota or whatever you can blame oh well my teammate sucked or you can blame the other race say oh well they're just imbalanced or they just have it easy and i have it so hard but if you really take a second and look, you can see, and that's what Winter is so great at pointing out. These are all the things that are your fault. Right. Like, it, until Masters, he calls it, like, you don't have an opponent. It's you versus yourself. You are the only opponent. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. And I feel like there's some, like, like truth in ladder gaming, where there's, like, a there's this... Kind of deep introspective layer that I've hit this kind of uh, meditative trance about laddering that's kind of showing me that like I can also take this level of responsibility the same responsibility that I can take over my actions in Starcraft being what whether I win or lose I can kind of apply to some other aspects of my life,
1: right. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I totally agree. I think that StarCraft is is that in in so many ways. I mean, it's that in the, you know, in winter telling me not to be a punk. Um, <laughs> it's another winter video I was watching. He said he was, it was one of those angry coaches. And he said to a guy, um, I can tell that you're more of a planner and not a practicer.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And it was just like, I don't know, like it just, that's really resonated with me, even outside of StarCraft. I mean, that's all he was talking about, but it's, it's in life. I've got another podcast called The Walk Show, which you're all welcome to go check out, called The Walk Show. Um, but anyway, on that, in the last month or so, I've had a couple episodes where I'm talking about my own journey with personal development and trying to to fix things in my own life. And and man, that, that, that planner versus practicer thing really hit me there because you can spend a lot of time, you know, reading self-help books or trying to understand how to become motivated or, or whatever. But in the end, action is actually what's going to, you know, move the needle. And, and that's really what, what winter was talking about. Cause this guy, he'd clearly looked up build orders and had a general sense of what he was doing. But as soon as anything went wrong, it all fell apart because as winter was saying, he clearly didn't practice that much. He just, you know, right. thought about it a lot and tried to under organize his thoughts around it. Um, yeah I don't know I think starcraft is yeah it's kind of like a <laughs> like life coach craft or something
0: like love death and and starcrafting <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> well and
1: what's what's also interesting though you know you were talking about ultimately you can see the game's balance by looking at at the pro plays and I think that's another thing that's interesting about starcraft is it it's a it's one of the few games I know of where it it, it can it's like you're you're really not playing fully unless you're almost at that pro level. I mean, you don't literally have to be a pro, but you've got to be pretty high up that that ladder yeah. in order to really be playing it right. Whereas like, I don't know, like if we went to like a, this is a weird example, but like let's say we went to like a, a driving range, right? And I gave you a golf ball and a golf club and like here hit the ball. Is that playing golf like well no or even maybe even beyond that let's say we just went and played nine holes even if you've never played before you can you're kind of basically participating in the thing in all the ways that you can maybe your skill isn't good but in StarCraft it's like but in in golf it's like you're not gonna just not putt like if you hit the ball on the green you're going to putt you might be terrible at it but you're gonna go through all of the different steps right but in StarCraft like you might just... It, me right now, I never build Stargates as Protoss. So I just don't build, like, a third of the units that are available <laughs> to my nope. faction, I, which is just not the full game. Like, <laughs> I, have,
0: I have trouble with late game, especially versus Terran, because mm-hmm. I either end it early with a Roach Ravager push that they just GG out of, or I get crushed by Mass BC because I didn't react quick enough. Right. And and I, I, I do like that, that, they, that there is just you always get, I mean, you have to get good at the early game or you will just lose. Mm-hmm. So most people are getting through, but then it's like, so like bronze is doesn't know the early game, you mm-hmm. know, I think gold is where early game is kind of settling in, but like platinum is probably mid game. Diamond is late game. And then masters is like, understands all of it. Right. Right. But I think that there's, there's just a lot of truth to that where you, I, I still haven't, I don't build vipers or lurkers and I'm only just now starting to get some infestors on the field. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you and I talked in a, a previous, when we, you were kind of coaching me on some of my games cause we were doing some, some back and forths and you were saying, Hey, if you would have had infestors, you just would have won. Right. And then the next game I built infestors and I won and right. I was like, Oh, they, they are super useful. You know, as my, you, I can watch winter talk about it all the time and not get
1: it <laughs> right right but yeah, know it's just been it's been so much fun coming back like you like you mm-hmm. talked about earlier we jumped in with you and me and another buddy and we did this round robin thing and that was a super fun experience um and i assume we'll continue doing that but but that's been a blast and i was the same boat as you where that made me feel more comfortable laddering and then i will say also that as much as like us all having fun is, is probably the biggest driver of me playing like I actually just really do enjoy Winter, uh, the the streamer. And so I think now being aware of him also helps kind of feed my enthusiasm for the game because he's funny and he's intelligent about it. And I don't know, it's just, there's just a lot surrounding it that's kind of (laughs) propping up right now. I
0: mean, it's it's kind of like, I I don't know. I feel, because I'm watching, I've been watching a a ton of pro matches and and Mm -hmm. some of the tournaments and stuff that are going on. And uh i i get really excited and i'm also starting to get inspired like you know uh, popular quarterbacks or whatever for Mm -hmm. other sports that people are inspired by and want to play like and that's why they play the game like i'm starting to look at Cyril's builds from a more like like strategic tactical view like why is Serral making these choices? How can I incorporate more early Ling pressure into my games? Like, I don't pressure... Because I was always wondering, why do these Zerg vs. Zerg games always go to Banelings, then Roaches? I can build a Baneling nest, and nothing shows up at my base. And then they just have infinite Roaches, because they didn't build it, and they just built Roaches. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Serral forces the issue. You force your opponent to make more Lings by sending
1: six over
0: and so then if they make lings and you have a baneling nest early now when they oh hopefully overmake lings and then choose to attack you with a counterattack because they have lings and what are they going to do now you have one or two banelings and you take a favorable trade there and then you counterattack again and like enforcing your opponent to make certain actions and how you do that like taking a couple of early star, cur- or you know uh, starport units to force your opponent to make anti-air or whatever and then right. instantly having the counter ready in your back pocket is like is such a it's those planning steps ahead in chess it's that planning two or three moves ahead you move here to bait something out and then you punish them for it you know and it's right. like i'm starting to to get these kind of really sports-like feeling where i'm like I, we were watching a live tournament the other day and Uh, a full medevac of Marines got sniped out like at the last second by like one Hydra as it was trying to get away. And I literally jumped up and cheered. I was like, yeah, like like a great pass, you know, like a pass Mm -hmm. interception where you're just like, yes, he got it. You know, like run, go for the home, go get it. (laughs) It's like, and, and, And then trying to also emulate that, like watching, also going back and watching like, like live, it was great to enjoy it for the entertainment. But from YouTube and winter streams going and watching it from like, are these mistakes that I make? Are these things that I can do? Are these like, I'll watch the coaching videos to figure out, like, I'm probably making the same mistakes. I'm gold one trying to make it to plat. So the mistakes that these plat guys are making, I'm probably making. Right. And and the more of them I can say I'm not making, the closer I am to leveling up, you know? Yep. And then the pro games is just like, what are some of those things that I might be able to pick up to make up for the things that I suck at, you know? If I can get some better early lane pressure while still macroing, maybe that can cover for the fact that I always forget to put guys in gas. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, well, and the other thing I've been impressed by is just is with StarCraft 2, I mean, you know, we talk about it kind of being the the genre definer of of RTS since its inception, and I got to say, I just I still feel like it does that. And and not that there's not other good quality RTS games out there, there certainly are, but StarCraft just does such an excellent job. The campaign is very different from multiplayer and feels very fun for you know. There's different technologies and different. Ways that you can use units that, that doesn't work that way in the competitive multiplayer. So it's nice to see that deviation because you get some some interesting ways to play. And and then obviously you have the multiplayer that we've been on and on about. But then they've also got this co-op mode that, that you and I have enjoyed where oh, yeah. where you can... It's, it's not actually campaign missions, but it's effectively like doing campaign missions except with a buddy. I mean, you can do them with randoms too, but... Um, but again, it's cool because it's it is also different than the campaign missions, and so there's just a lot of ways to see to 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 play StarCraft the arcade yet another way. Right. Um, and I find my I've actually found myself in the last few weeks, you know, really dabbling in all of them uh, and enjoying it all. I mean, I would say that the the online multiplayer versus is you know the the ultimate version or it's, whatever you want to call it. To
0: top the adrenaline rush of laddering
1: yeah because it
0: just it just matters like an arcade game win or lose you're not like getting you don't have arcade mmr right you now like you have a rank and a, and a title and a badge for where you are <laughs> in the ladder and right. you want to take care of that you want it to at least i do i yeah. for some reason i care about the fake what the fake internet thinks about my starcraft talent um but those fake internet points mean something to me and they mean that that's my skill and I want my skill to be better cuz i th- i think it is better than i thought that i was easily plat it like especially after watching so much winter i was like dude just like a few games and i'll be plat in no time nope mm-hmm. it's a little frustrating that i'm like keep on getting close and then not quite making and i thought that i was like at least mid plat not like high gold (laughs) right but it's humbling and it's and it makes me think about all the other times in my life where i thought that i was hot stuff right And, and no i'm no i'm not bill gates i'm not a you know whatever i don't have everything going perfect for me and but even to that notion like they don't either
1: right right yeah, it's just it's crazy to me how much the game has changed, and especially in multiplayer. I mean, obviously they've had different balance updates constantly, and, and still do. And, and they've had different units kind of cycle in and out. Like Protoss used to have a Mothership core that wasn't there at the beginning, was Screw there for that a whole few years.
0: Overcharge thing. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> like
1: there's there's just so much that, that's changed. But the biggest fundamental change to me is is the the fact that you start with twelve workers instead of six, which. Sounds like not that big of a deal, but it is because you get worker saturated really fast, which means you have to expand really fast. And what used to be the first five minutes of the game is like the first two minutes, and what used to be the first eight minutes is now the first like four or five.
0: You know, right? Um, so it's I mean, just you crazy. Just get how a, much... You get to late game so much faster,
1: right? Like. Right. But I think that it's. I think it's interesting. Well, and the other thing they changed, which I would talked to you about this before, but the other thing they changed is like there's eight mineral patches at each base and half of the mineral patches are only have only half the total capacity of minerals. So right. you mine your bases out much quicker. So there's just this constant push to, to take over more control of the map, which is cool. Cause why is there a whole map if you don't need it? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And it
0: definitely, it opens up a lot more like there is a lot of viable two base, like all in play, mm-hmm. but then like, quote-unquote late game which is after what eight to 12 minutes or so in a pro match Mm -hmm. is a lot more about contesting those fringe bases and playing in parts of the map that aren't the center or the natural right right like there's a lot more variance between the different sections of the map and what do you take as a third or a fourth like zergs oftentimes take a third that's in a different location than a Terran would take a third, right? Because Zergs will take their thirds all along one wall because it's easier to creep against them and they don't have it as exposed where a Terran will take the third that's closer and in the middle of the map, but then they'll make it a planetary fortress because it's really defensible for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas a Zerg can move a lot more creep. They're going to move creep on that side of the map anyway. So they have creep there before the base is established. So it's, it, it's just it offers that map play that's a lot more that's a lot different and and there are even some maps where you know it depends on what your build is as far as what bases you want to take and when you know right. I, I think that's really cool I like the I also just love the map diversity that's coming out the maps are a lot more fair a lot of the things that were that they just didn't know about right like they they didn't think about. Hellions getting behind mineral patches or really gross, uh, pylon cannon rushes that can, you know, cannon from the bottom and hit the gas geyser or something without mm-hmm. being able, like undefensible type stuff and, and bigger maps just in general, the, the smallest competitive map size is several steps higher from what the smallest, old map size was, right?
1: Oh, man, I remember in Wings of Liberty, there were some maps where it's like, <laughs> you could almost just have vision of your opponent's base from your natural I ramp. I don't you know? remember
0: what one it was, but there Is was... It the there forest was... one? I think so, yeah. And yeah. it's just super tiny. It's like two bases on each side. Yeah. <laughs> and I could, I could not win against a Terran, because like, one marine shows up and I'm dead, because I can't... It's just so close. Right. It's like, only six pool on that map. But right Uh, all of that's all that's gone now but i I think i really think it is for the better i think that it's opened up a lot more variety in builds you see Terrans going mech now which is awesome even against like protoss which is really cool and and a lot of different variances in in play because the maps have opened up some and there's some cool stuff that i didn't think that mineral walls or slow zones would make it to competitive like pro game matches right I was like, that seems almost too gimmicky. Like, that may be for us scrub people on the ladder, but they will never play those in tournaments. And they have. And I think that, like, those are some really cool aspects to add to the game. Like, mineral walls opening up attack patterns and stuff. Like,
1: Yeah, well, so they used to just only ever use destructible rocks. Right. Which is cool, but I thought the mineral wall is neat because it requires you to bring a worker out, which you probably wouldn't otherwise. Yep, And you can't blow it up with your army. And it's... Ultimately, it's not that big of a deal to overcome, but it just takes a little bit of extra doing or whatever. Um, and yeah, no, I thought it was a, it's a really neat addition. And that's, that's you know, why I say it's changed so much. It's just that, you know, if you're someone that's never played, pick up your sticks, listeners, uh, <laughs> then you should be, you should definitely check it out because it's free to play multiplayer and I, maybe even arcade. I don't know. I don't know um... if the arcade is free also. It I feel may be, like it there is. are
0: some paid arcade cause like you can pay for the premium version of direct strike, which right. gives you like other commanders and stuff. So it may be free.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it is. I know the campaigns all, all right. are behind a paywall, um, but whatever, you can definitely check out the multiplayer for free. And even if you already have it and played a long time ago, you don't have to buy any more expansions because obviously right. the multiplayer is free. Um, and yeah, like it's just a very different, a very different game. I mean, we were talking before about how, not here but another time, about how it used to be that like whatever the meta was was kind of all you saw. So whenever, whenever, and this is way back in the day for Protoss, but like a four gate was pretty much just what you saw out of Protoss. You yep. got four They showed up with Blink stalkers. Maybe they did like Sentry Immortal or Zealot Sentry, you know, Zealot Immortal, something like that. But that's kind of it. Uh, Terran only did. Bio Balls and yep. Medivacs, that's it. Now, like you were saying, man, you see such a diversity. I mean, I've seen, like you, I, I, there was a years-long stretch where you never saw a carrier in a game. And right. you never saw a Battle Cruiser, ever. Uh, and now, I mean, not that they're in every game, but...
0: No, but they're it's not... viable, and yeah, there's, and it's not there's not ways uncommon. to use them. You can use them as harass now, too. You can mm-hmm. have just one or two battle cruisers doing harass, and if they live, you repair them and you keep harassing with them to force your opponent to either counter them, at which point they're weaker against your army, or, you know, just try to run them off some other way, or just, you know, force them to attack and do a base trade or something like that, and... I call your bluff. If you only have two battle cruisers, then maybe you don't have enough at your base to really protect you from, you know, some right. kind of pressure. And I think that it's, it's like, as much as I hate the like tactical jump and stuff like that, <laughs> it's, uh it's viable. It's, and it's cool. I like it. It's, it, it's also not impossible to beat. Like, I don't feel like just because a battle cruiser shows up while well, the game's over, you know, Terran OP. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm playing against Terran, I'm opening Queens, you know? Right. Because Queens counter everything Terrans push early. Right. Except Marine, mass Marine balls. But, you know, that's what scouting's for. Right. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And and again, you know, the other thing, like we said earlier, and it, it sounds silly. And I mean, it's weird because I'm being kind of facetious, but I'm also not like. It really is a good life tool, because it really does put you in a lot of pressure, and you're going to lose. I don't care how good you think oh, you yeah. are, you're going to fail. The
0: MMR system is actually pretty fair. You and I spent some time looking at our match histories, and like, they're, we're 50-50. Pretty much. Like, for the most part, there are some some races that I win better against than others, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's, like, 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is effective. I don't... That's doesn't I mean I like it, but it's effective. <laughs> right. So... Well,
1: and there's anomalies. I mean, like, you lost the other day to a, a guy who's a 1,000 MMR higher, whereas usually you <laughs> right. play people within a 100 or 200 range. Yeah. So, there are anomalies where it's, it's bad, but... but... There's also just so many things to consider and so many ways that the game could unfold that it's just pretty tough to um, to account for all of it. I mean, we'd all been playing round-robin games, and, and I'd played some ladder, and most of those games were kind of going a certain way, you could say, Right. Uh, and, then, and then got on ladder one night and got beat like five times in a row by just a different play style, a much more aggressive right. early game play style. And I just hadn't hadn't been scouting for that, hadn't well, been practicing for that.
0: I mean, and and to the same token, there was, you know, the matches that you watch, I streamed, you know, some of my laddering to you just through mm-hmm. Discord. And I won, like, three in a row mm-hmm. against stuff that I'd never seen before. I was just out playing, mm-hmm. you know. And then the next day, you know, lose two or three in a row, too. Right. So, Our other know. buddy
1: that plays with us, he, he won... He, he came over one day and played and won 12 in a row, literally just wow. won all day, never lost. And I was like, wow, you're really going to rank up quick. And then since then, he's actually lower ranked than we are now, right. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. StarCraft 2, really, really good. Obviously, we talked in depth about the whole franchise and everything in, in the, the Blizzard series StarCraft episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I-
0: I definitely, I definitely agree. There's some, some Zen in the art of Starcraft laddering, like Mm -hmm. if, but again, it can be that way with anything, right? Sure. Like anything you can find a way to improve yourself or ways to take action or whatever. But I, I think that it almost requires some level of introspection to, to get good. Yeah. And it's not that way. Like, to get good at Dark Souls, you just have to learn the patterns of the bad guys. You don't yeah. have to improve as a person.
1: Like, well, it's just <laughs> 1v1 PvP games just aren't really that common. That's like, true. Like, shooters are all team-based, or it's FFA, like, free-for-all, but that's right. still not 1v1. It's or, 1v7. like,
0: party games, like Tetris Attack-type stuff. Yeah. But even that is there's only so well and the go. thing with
1: party games is usually one person has played them more than or you know right. there's some skill level disparity and you're not actually investing enough time in it to really get to see that those kinds of, of growths or whatever which in fairness you know to play starcraft you do have to spend <laughs>
0: some time at least with it. some time yeah right but yeah. you don't i mean you and i have been playing between two and four games a night right. for i would say for the most part right and, and and I've played some other stuff in the background too, you know, I've been I've been messing around with a couple other games, but it's it's been really interesting because we've kind of stayed like you and I just played a couple few matches and and we've been pretty equally matched. Like they've been really close games, except when we played with the StarCrafts mod. That just was hilarious, but mm-hmm. <laughs> eye bleeding <laughs> like
1: it just looks so different it it's well so different. and it's
0: so it has that cuteness factor of just i want to watch the animations they're so adorable right right i want to look at it i want to i want to watch the little probes beat at stuff and right right I'm like no no have to build units and right but yeah i think that you know just taking the time to to play a game and And enjoy the game for what it is, but also, you know, take a look at yourself in the background and say, can I be, can I grow as a person because of this game? I don't think, there are some games that try to ask you that question directly, Mm -hmm. but this one doesn't, it's not like the story comes out and is like, are you a good enough human being? No, it's like, (laughs) it's space westerns versus aliens, like, right. There's not. (laughs) It's not super deep. (laughs) Well, and just, you know, if you're looking
1: for that PvP itch, you know, like, I like PvP in in a lot of different games. I play shooters, I play MMOs, but in something like an MMO, there's just so many ways to kind of like, for example, when I play MMOs, I usually play a stealth class. Well, that means I'm always the one that initiates the fight, because they don't know I'm standing there, and if it's an unfavorable fight, I don't attack. So... Yeah, it's PvP, and yeah, I'm beating them if I win. But there's just so much other, so many other factors that play into it that it's kind of meh. Whereas, man, like in StarCraft, I don't know, like not to be elitist about it or something, because there's a lot of hard games out there. and Not that not oh, that me playing sure. StarCraft makes me the ultimate PvPer, but no. if you're someone that likes PvP or you like that that rush, like you will get it from playing StarCraft online. Oh yeah, in spades.
0: And, and like, don't worry about what rank you start out as you can, being in bronze or silver is not a bad thing. And you just have to get, don't, don't play against the AI, just whatever you do. Don't play like, unless you have never played Starcraft before, then play like maybe five matches, just pick one of the races, pay, play five matches against the AI, and then just go into the ladder because you will learn bad habits. Right. Playing the AI. Yeah. And yep. like so, whatever you're in bronze or silver for a bit, you'll get out. Like if you actually put any effort in at all to understanding the game, mm-hmm. and and have fun doing it. Go watch some Winter Starcraft. Like
1: yeah. you know,
0: go learn learn build orders from silly memes and and puns, and then <laughs> right. come back and try to apply it. And or get a friend. Like it's so much more fun to lose against you, and then discuss why did I lose. Right. You know, oh, because I didn't scout and I thought that I put on some early pressure and that was all I needed to do. And you showed up with carriers. Right. And I was like, well, that's just I'm not ready for that. And that was game or, you know, you put sent an attack across the map and I actually had a bundle of units in the center of the map and you a moved they got caught on a bridge and funneled in one at a time into my army. And I didn't take any losses because you were trying to macro behind it, which is what kind of what you're supposed to do. Right. But you've also got to like check the mini map and like, make sure is my army getting there. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and so those types of things, but being able to talk about it with a friend, like get a buddy in. And even if they're better than you, doesn't matter. Just, ask them to coach you and and if you're equal rank don't rub it in each other's faces when you win just say good game talk about what you could have done better and and it's again it's that like learning not to take it personally and learning not to get mad right like, it will make you better because you'll find like i mean i've already like tried to work on this but I don't have a lot of road rage like I've spent I used to I used to be really bad but I spent a lot of time working on trying not to get angry at people driving Mm -hmm. and I think that having those other avenues that you also work at trying not to get angry will help like you know being less angry about Starcraft may make you less angry on the road. Yeah. Like you may look at yourself and go, "Is there something I could have done? Or does this really matter? Does it matter that they cut me off? Not really, right? You know, it doesn't nope. matter. Maybe they. Uh, there are times that I've probably cut people off without realizing it. I know I have. You know, right, like, right, right. And there's always a reason when I do it. So maybe they thought there was a reason when they did it. You know, right. So, like, and maybe yep. not. Maybe they're just a jerk. But who cares? you know like yes and that's that's i get cheesed i lose a match i'm not gonna go rant on the forums I'm that's a cheesy player i didn't scout it move on
1: exactly exactly yeah no it's uh yeah it's pretty awesome anyway we were just super excited after after talking about it you know on on the the blizzard series and we like i said as we've explained we got sucked back in and we just felt like we had to (laughs) come rep it again and 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 say that you guys should totally be playing it if you haven't for sure uh, it's a really great time
0: grab a buddy watch some winter starcraft on youtube and twitch play some starcraft get in the ladder get dirty and prove yourself as a person <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you suck at starcraft you suck at life actually that right. well, that may be true because i may do be. suck at starcraft and i mean i kind of suck at life so yeah all right fair but Fair they,
0: so so getting better at starcraft will just make you better at life <laughs> yeah you'll learn to, you'll learn to bank up some vespine gas <laughs> and then use it to purchase yeah. <laughs> right you'll correct. get upgrades don't right. forget about upgrades right and you'll upgrade yourself and then you'll be better and if and if you have more army supply than your opponent you win
1: <laughs> is that like going to the gym i this is this uh, yeah, is, this was, is going it, off it the rails get weird <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks uh Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, yeah, pick up your sticks and play some StarCraft 2. Have
0: a good one.